to the podcast around the corner. I am your host, Samantha Brigitte, and today I have my dear sister, Rachel, joining me today. Rachel, how are you doing? I am doing great, Samantha. I spent the day at a coffee shop in Orange County. It's called True Brew. I had a bomb chai tea latte with some avocado toast, and then me and my roommate, Lauren, walked around the spectrum for a couple hours. Wow, that sounds like a very exciting day and a be- a good segue into the topic of our discussion, a movie about shopping, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Are you excited, Rachel? I'm very excited. This is one of my favorite romantic comedies. Yes, I remember when we were kids, we used to watch this all the time. I and mean, when we had the DVD, we put it in all the time. And yeah, I'm very excited to start talking about this. So let's dive in and just start talking about some of our favorite moments. All right. But first, before we get into any of that, I want to know, since you've become like the queen of romantic comedies since quarantine began, that's like all you did when I first came home. I want to know how you would rank this on like a scale of one to ten. Okay. What's the, what's the worst one for you that you've seen? And then what's the best one? I mean, the best, you've got mail. I mean, there's no topping. Yeah. The worst one is probably uh, Joe versus the Volcano. And that's, uh, that's still- What? Yeah, it's it's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. It's, it's interesting. Um. I don't know. This is one of those ones where, like, it's good, and it has a good watchability to it. Like, it's just mm-hmm. put on, but like, it's not a top dog. So I'd probably give it a six out of ten. Okay, I- I'd say that's a fair rating. Yeah, like it's not great. But- Let me see. What is- what does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? I want to say it's probably like a sixty on Rotten Tomatoes. I say it's a four point seven. Ooh, it got a 25% score on the critics rating and, okay, 49 on the audience score. I mean, understandable. I'd say that's fair. Yeah, that's a fair rating. There's nothing great about it, but it's not a bad movie either. Someone says, we'll make you laugh. It will make you cry. It will make you glad those credit card bills are Becky Bloom ones and not yours. Love that. Even though I can say my student loans are comparable to Rebecca Bloomwood's bills. <laughs> I say, oh shoot, I can't even think of one of the worst romantic comedies I've seen. There's this one with uh, Dax Shepard back in the day. It was called like Employee of the Month or something. That one was pretty bad. Yeah. I wouldn't even, it was more of a comedy, but it had a touch of romance to it. It just wasn't good. I'd say one of the best ones, in my opinion, would also be You've Got Mail. But I think Crazy Rich Asians is pretty much up there for me, too. The Holiday. Okay, that's more. The the Holiday is, like, one of my favorite romantic comedies of all time. See, I think Crazy Rich Asians is in that category of it's a good movie, but it's not, like, that one that you just put on all the time. Right. Like, you'll watch it someone's never seen it but like you don't really watch it that many times after no but gotta love aquafina and ken john i love ken john 
Okay, now let's get into some of your favorite moments from the film. Um, I love in the beginning when it's showing like her just going through all the stores, like how she's doing her monologue of like her very first like time having a credit card and like how having a credit card makes her feel. But I just love going into all the stores and seeing just the clothes that are in them, like in the high-end stores. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, I love going into them, but like whenever I go to South Coast Plaza or something, you just feel like you don't belong in any of those stores you walk by. Understandable. Because they usually have like a security guard in front of them, which I don't know why none of these stores in this movie did. No. (laughs) But they usually have like a big beefy security guard and they're like judging you hardcore. Like, I am looking at your $10 Old Navy jeans, and I know you cannot afford this bag that you are looking at. Yeah. I just love the perspective that it gives of, like, her going in just, like, it almost, she just wants to be a part of, like, that Upper East Side, like, New York lifestyle. Mm. But she can't. Like, that's why she has a credit card. She can't afford it. But just kind of seeing, like, her living her dream life. For sure. Okay, now that you say that your favorite moments are like when she goes into the stars, what's your favorite outfit of hers throughout the movie then? Oh, I love the dress that she wore on the TV show when she was making her appearance as the girl in the green scarf. That purple one with the ruffles. Mm-hmm. I also love the outfit that she wears dancing with um, Nick. Nick, right? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot his name. We've said it so many times. Luke! (laughs) Luke Brandon. I love the outfit she wears with that. It's like a black, like, sleeveless top. Mm -hmm. And this skirt with, like, all this embellishment on it. And these heels that are, like, seven inches tall. But I love that outfit. I just love the shoes in that one. Yeah. And the one in the beginning when she has, like, that fluffy orange coat. Like, I just love how, like, outlandish her outfits are. Like, she mixes different colors and patterns, and it's wonderful. What's your favorite outfit? Um, I mean, I really like, I don't know if I like the whole outfit itself, but I really like the the plaid, like, jacket that she wears. when. Oh, she- that orange one? Like the it's almost like a poncho thing, like a cape. Yeah. And then I also like her outfit in the beginning when she's just shopping, which is like the yellow trench coat with like the kind of black and white uh, 60s kind of like dress underneath it. Mm-hmm. That one's also a great one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all her outfits are kind of cute. Some of them are a little too much, but... But overall, oh my god, the, no, the bridesmaid dress that they get at Kleinville <laughs> with like the four fun and merry weather colors below it. Yeah, the under, I didn't get, and then the coat that she wore with it, I was like, this is the coat you decided to keep. It looks like it's like made from like a, a white tiger. Rebecca Bloomwood is against animal cruelty, just like Elle Woods. I guess. We're not about that here. I mean, 
I loved her whole wardrobe in the movie. I thought it was great. If I could have her wardrobe and even her bedroom in New York, that was very cute. Yeah, I liked her in Suze's apartment. I don't know if I... It felt like you were inside a Barbie dream house. Like, a tiny home version of a Barbie dream house. Yeah, I don't know if I could go with all the outfits. Some of them are a little far-fetched. I like all her coats. And then the green scarf, obviously, is the... Oh, duh, absolutely the green scarf. That's something... Like, I hope she kept that when they finished filming. Yeah, no. It went so well with her, too. Like, her hair. Like it really- That's the redhead thing. Yeah, I know. It just suits her, though. It does. It would look good on me, too. Because, you know, redhead. I'm more ginger than you. No, you are not. Sam. You are not. Uh, yes. Wanna be Weasley, child? But anyways, anyways, the clothes, amazing. Uh, I think one of my other favorite parts of the movie would have to be, I love the regression of her and Luke's relationship, how it went from being strangers in New York to boss who's kind of a stick in the mud to, hey, I like your perspective on the world. And how he kind of helped her like get her feet on the ground Mm. out of the clouds like they were they balanced each other out very well yeah they definitely played into that type of the romantic comedy like stereotypes for the meat like it was the it was it start well it started off kind of as like the not enemies but kind of i don't like you kind of vibes then like that's how like they started like kind of falling for each other but then it turned workplace romance and it was like okay we're getting all the different ways of romantic comedy love story. We just crammed whatever stereotype they could. Hour and a half long movie. Movie had a lot of cliches from that are in romantic comedies. Oh, it definitely did. But then again, like you said, it came out during the time of like Sex and the City, Pride Wars. Like it was a summer of like romantic comedies coming out. Yeah, exactly. But it, yeah, it's a great romantic comedy, but it doesn't stand out. No, like a lot of them were very cookie cutter. Yeah, this is one of those ones that it just kind of followed the mold versus kind of making something unique. Mm-hmm. It's just like it didn't have a different story to tell. No, like if you do think about movies like Crazy Rich Asians, where it's like another perspective of like family dynasty, like marrying someone for sake of status rather than love like it offered a new point of view from a completely different culture a completely different lifestyle whereas this is just like okay quirky girl in new york kind of like new girl or the being of her in 23 like her um kristen ritter is in or like a more pg gossip girl yeah Yeah, it definitely was one of those versus adding a new take on something. Yeah. And then the climax of the movie was pretty hysterical when she's on the TV show, everything's going great. She's going to get her dress back for being the bridesmaid at her best friend's wedding. And all of a sudden, from the audience comes the question. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that. 
when he said, I have a question in the day, I was like, oh no, Derek Smith. <laughs> like, I know that boy. Like, all the moments with Derek Smith proved, like, the most entertaining because they were in such awkward positions, like, she couldn't escape from. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely that telemarketer who just keeps calling you back. Like, like, the first instance we see him, like, he's calling her. We know he's one of the most called ones because, like, on this list of, like, all the deck collectors that she has numbers for, he's, like, in big, bold letters saying, like, do not ever answer his calls. And then he calls again, but at her work. <laughs> this dude does just not stop. He calls her work. He is determined. He's like, oh, she's earning money now. I'm going to come take it from you. And then he calls her when she's in Florida and she tries to get out of it again. And then she's looking bad in front of the the Finnish people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then we see she gets back from Florida. Now he's outside of her apartment. He is not only... definitely buzzing on her door. You know what his face kind of reminds me of? Hmm. It reminds me of the the guy from Incredibles. Oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I'm not happy, Bob. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. but I thought you were going to say that. I know that. I'm not happy, Bob. Not happy. Not happy. That, except that is played by the iconic Princess Bride. Inconceivable. Yeah, and then Cyrus from Gossip Girl. Yes. All the little numbers mesh together. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> but yes, um, he does look like a stretched out version of the guy from The Incredible. Well, anyway, yes, Derek's me. It's very persistent. Oh, and then even after she comes to his house, uh, he tries to go in person to her work. And... Uh, or not, not to her work. Yeah, at the work. Because um, he's going up the elevator and uh, she has the, she calls him to get like his attention away from her. And mm-hmm. he calls back. Then uh, the, do not answer your phone. This is Derek's me. Uh, thing came off and he finally found out what she looked like. And can we mention that his ringtone is the Batman theme song? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it was like da 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 He had he drew fish the whole time. I never understood that. He like drew like sharks on his paper. Yeah, because he's the shark. Oh, duh. Uh, I didn't get that. That went over my head. <laughs> he's the shark. He's coming to eat up the small fish with crushing dead <laughs> that they cannot pay off. Yeah. Oh, I also love, I think one of my, a couple of my other favorite scenes, honorable mentions, um, when she goes to Shopaholics Anonymous mm-hmm. and then she pretends that she doesn't have the problem. It's actually her roommate. And then she turns like this entire group, like this AA meeting type group into like, they've all been clean for shopping for like months. They've worked so hard. Like, there's the guy who keeps going to Cartier to buy a watch. Yeah. And the with the sports shoes, like, they're all like, I haven't used my credit card in six months. I'm paying off my debt. Life is great. And then she starts 
just describing the feeling like, when you get something new and everybody's just like, there's a sale at Macy's then they all lose it. And then like, you, and then the leader later, we see Rebecca go into the store and she's uh, shopping it all too. She's, she's in that case. She's like, yes. yeah, no. And they have to replace it with, yeah, Wendy Malik. She was also Chicha in the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, she has an iconic voice. You would recognize it anywhere. She's one of those actors who, like, you know the voice, but you don't know who she Anything is. she's been in. She was also a voice in the Bratz Rock Angels video game. She was in Handy Mandy. Oh, adding Kim Possible. <laughs> but her most notable mention, obviously, is Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle. Amen. But yes, they get the new uh, Shopaholics Anonymous leader, and they make Rebecca take back a dress she just bought. Yes, she goes out and buys two new dresses, one being the bridesmaid dress and the other being the interview dress. And instead of returning the interview dress, she returns the bridesmaid dress, which is just awful. I would not be friends with someone if they did that after that. Oh, yeah, no, that was dropped. That was awful. Like, you could go buy a different dress for your interview, but you can't go. It didn't have to be the Alice and Olivia dress. Yeah, literally. You could have found that at Forever 21. Yeah. I think one of my favorite moments is when she goes to the big sale after talking to Luke at the conference. Okay, yeah, after she gets, like, that surge of confidence. Yeah, and she just, she goes in there, she's like, I'm not, I'm only gonna buy, I'm gonna buy what I need. Yeah, so she runs in here and she's repeating the phrase, I'm only gonna buy what I need, I'm only gonna buy what I need. And she comes across a pair of cashmere gloves and was like, oh, I need these because it's winter and I have hands. Like that's her reasoning that she thinks is good enough for these gloves. So she's feeling pretty confident that she's only gonna walk out with the gloves. And then she comes across this beautiful pair of boots that have that are red and have beautiful flowers on and she's like having that inner conflict where you're like should i get it should i not and she goes no and she just sets them down gently and starts to walk away but yes she wants the boots but then she's a good person yes. and is like nope i don't need them i don't need these and then she has a complete breakdown yeah, no, the person going after the booth, she gets into a big fight, air is pulled, uh, definitely out of control. We go back to her apartment and she has like 12 more bags. She obviously has a problem. Have you ever had a moment like that shopping? Uh, I'll grab stuff and then I'll put it back. Like I was at Target the other day, which Target is, I think, the biggest place where you could do this. Or Absolutely. I was, I, was, I was in the Lego aisle, and I was like... The Lego aisle? Yeah. Why? Well, what did you need? I w- well, I was looking for the Harry Potter, like, the mini pack things. Um, uh-huh. But those are at the front, and, like, I was like, ooh, I could get this. I was like, it's almost my birthday. This, this could qualify as a pre-birthday present. 
And I was like, no, I don't need it. And then I went to the clothes section and I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need clothes because oh, it's it's getting chilly down here and I could use my mm-hmm. I was like, okay, no, no, no. I just need my medicine and that's all I need. So I didn't get it. I had I had I had more willpower than Rebecca Bloomwood, but I it was a struggle. Do you have- I think I've definitely probably had too many of these moments. Even yeah, at your work. I love, I love. Oh my gosh, yes. Do you remember that one time? It was like my birthday, and I found like two things when you came to visit. I got a shirt and like a headband. You're over here in the fitting room. Everybody's coming out like grabbing you clothes to like completely style you head to toe. I do, I but I do get those clothes. Like I'm like Rebecca, where I like I really like want it and I wear it, and then it just kind of stays on the shelf until. And then when someone tries to get rid of it, I'm like, no, but I can actually wear that. Do you have the emotional support clothes? Yeah, I definitely do too. But clothes are fun. Yeah, like clothes make you happy. I love putting together outfits. I mean, as we've been recording this. I have had the Ann Taylor sale <laughs> locked up on my phone. You serious? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have an ad for 75% off the sale items. Instagram knows how to target. I mean, on my phone, I have so many tabs that are for clothes. I mean, I have my Hollister tab. I've gotten on Box Lunch, Dick Sporting Goods, H&M. Why Dick Sporting Goods? What are you looking at? I like this uh, Nike sweatshirt. Okay. And then Charlie Diablo. Right behind me, I have my Madewell sweater that I just got, which is probably... Yeah, bitch fix. Yeah, it's my most uh, Rebecca Bloomwood uh, expensive item. <laughs> I think that's probably... I think that's probably, like, this this sweat sweatshirt that I have behind me. It's one of those... You can probably find it somewhere, like, like it somewhere else. But I bought well. But I bought it online for eighty dollars, and then this is where you get into the Rebecca Blue. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me you spent that much money on it the other day. Got it for free, but it was eighty dollars. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, this is eighty dollars, but I got it for free. Good for you. Yeah, and then no buyer's remorse here. I bought the box, the Stitch Fix box. And mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that you don't that you don't just buy the box and then you just keep it. I realized yeah, I explained that to you the other day. So I had mom take the rest back to the post office. Yeah, I explained that to you the other day, but glad to know you were paying attention. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Shout out to Stitch Fix. Okay. Uh one of my other favorite moments in the movie is the end is the end when they're at the store of Rebecca's clothing. Oh, when they have the girl in the green scarf sale? Yes. Yes. So in the end, Rebecca realizes that she wants to pay off her debt. She wants to become a better person. Her and Luke have had a little bit of a fallout. And she's like, I want to improve. Like, he's kind of opened my eyes to how the world should be. And so she decides to have her own sample sale of all the clothes she's bought to help pay off her all her credit card debt. 
It's really cute. All her friends from the AA meetings. Not AA, I shouldn't say that. Her Shopaholics Anonymous meetings have come to help her, as well as her parents, John Goodman and Joan Cusack. And they're ready to go. And one of the first people through the doors is the receptionist from Successful Savings. And it's just pure chaos. Oh, yeah. And in the end, once all the dust has settled, the hot ticket item is the green scarf. Yes, we are at the final item of the shopping experience. And this green scarf is going to go all auction style. And I think the first girl bids like 50 bucks. And like we're like, anyone else? And then it just keeps going up. And we have this one blonde girl who's there. And then a girl who has an online uh, online bidder. And they're just going back. And and I think it eventually sells for like $300. You're right. Yeah. So she makes a pretty, because she only bought it for $190, the scarf. Mm -hmm. Get a pretty penny back from that. And yeah, and then she has a t- she like has a moment where she should I let this go? But then eventually she decides, no, I'm gonna let it go. And she goes, and she paid off her debt and had like twenty cents left over. <laughs> yeah, but but since you mentioned cents, the way she delivers the money that she owes to Derek, <laughs> she not not only just uh you know writing a check or like giving like a cash thing no no no. she decides to get it all in coin and place it yes because she said he showed up in her life in the most inconvenient times so she was going to give him the money in the most inconvenient way possible rebecca bloom was the reason why we have the coin shortage right now (laughs) yep and then once that's all settled the movie's wrapping up we're like tying up all the loose ends that they've created, but there's still one more knot to tie, and that's Rebecca and Luke. Yes, uh, he comes to her, and um, she's in the ugly bridesmaid dress. That is the it literally. It literally looks like the dress after the fairy godmother's gotten a fight in Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, it, it's that, but like. It's just a mess. Because, I mean, at least the colors on that, like, they kind of go together. But then you have, like, the green in there. and it's The green coat, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so that's the only thing she has left in her wardrobe. So she gave everything back. And then he makes the comment, of all the clothes, like, that's the one, like, kept. And, yeah, cute moment. They make up. And they all lived happily ever after. Because Luke has started his own financial... Was it a magazine or a company? It, it's another uh, writing thing. So Okay, but- so Luke starts his own business using the family name. Yes. Because he's proud of that now after Rebecca helping him be proud of that. Also, he's going to get a lot more business because of it. Yeah. And Rebecca is also part of the magazine now that's how it ends right yeah she's joining him yeah she joins him and yeah her roommate Suze and her boyfriend they got married life's great yep 
So I'll end, well, as every good romantic comedy does. And then some pop song played. The movie had a great soundtrack, too. Yeah, I can't, I never found out what the song was, but the one at the beginning, I really liked. It was Uncontrollable by Adrian Bailon from the Cheetah Girls. Oh, is that what that is? Mm-hmm. The one, no, the one where, um, yeah, the one where she's doing all the shopping in the beginning, that's one. Yes, it's Uncontrollable by Adrian Bailon. Yeah. I found this playlist on Spotify. If you look it up and want to give a listen to the soundtrack, it's it's a fun two thousand early two thousands mix. Yeah, it is. Because we got some Akon on the track. I'm sure there was some Lady Gaga on there too. There actually was, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's that really fits the... Oh, yeah, fashion, because that's the one that plays during the sample sale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Fashion, I wanna see. But, yes. Overall, like you said, six and a half out of ten. Six. Yeah, I'll go with the steady six. I would agree with you. Uh, if, if you just need a movie to watch... Uh, it's, good, it's, like it's good background noise and it's a good feel-good movie yeah I don't expect any like Oscar-worthy performances no but it's cute like you won't you won't be unhappy that you watched it no it's one of those it's just like a oh I have time or like yeah or you find it in like the free movie section on like your yeah or like if you're having a girls night great movie choice yeah Well, I think that's it for this week's episode. So thank you, Rachel, for joining me this week. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in again this week. And please follow the Instagram page. It'll be linked down in the description. And stay tuned for the next episode. Until then, have a good rest of your day. Bye.